you know you're going to die someday, right? Like your parents have told you that you're going to you're going to fucking die. <laughs> I, I I hope it's in the next 30 minutes because I can't fucking handle this shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Nobody wants that. No one wants that. <laughs> it's not a good look. Welcome to The Radio Cure. I'm your host, Nathan Seal, and each week Jeremy Cohen and I talk about new albums and artists in and around the indie music landscape. This week, it's grunge punk for the people. We're talking Vancouver's Dead Soft and their latest album, New Emotion, next on The Radio Cure. Hey, Jerry. What's up, buddy? Not much. How are you? I'm good. That was, that so, was a good intro. Uh, punk Thank grunge you. for the people. I think that I think that is a an apt description. Yeah, it's uh, their um, uh, self uh, statement. So they, oh. it's it's them saying that. Uh, it was not me uh, making that up. That's oh that's well. Them. Then never mind. I I I renege my compliment. <laughs> you don't renege it. You renege it. <laughs> 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 Ooh, I'm gonna have a very important choice to make when I edit this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was trying to think of the word too. I was like, "Is that right? That can't be right." And then I said it. <laughs> Fuck me. Uh, uh, we were <laughs> we were playing euchre one time uh, on our um, tennis bus, and um, that's a weird sentence. Well, it's Ohio. You play a lot of euchre. Okay. Um, <laughs> and that's that's where you can reneg, right? Um, oh. Which is uh, playing a card out of turn, like playing the wrong card, right, uh, in euchre. And uh, one of our friends, who is quite Italian, uh, well, this <laughs> does remind me of... Um, when I was in the tennis van in high school, because it is very 90s alternative. I think Pablo Honey, early Foo Fighters even. Ooh, sorry. No, that's um, not unfair. That's not unfair, is it? I mean... Yeah. Um, it but, reminds but, me of we- like Weezer a lot, too. Weezer, yeah. I I, uh, mm-hmm. I have a Weezer reference in, in one of the song uh, descriptions. Uh, it, I mean, it, it's a little fuzzier maybe, and, yeah. uh, it, it's a little more power poppy, uh, in the breaks to the chorus and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, than that was. But so there's maybe like a little toadies in it and like maybe that kind of shit too. So yeah, uh, a little more power poppy. I, I, I didn't really realize it until I listened to this. I, I kind of missed power pop. Power pop was fun. It is. And lately I feel like Power Pop has had an emo twist to it. I mean, we, yeah. um, oh fuck, I just lost it. Remo Drive. Uh, uh-huh. very, very Power Pop, but in an emo sense. Uh, maybe not your bag, but this is Power Pop <laughs> in a 90s alternative sense, which, um, I feel like there is a difference between indie. And alternative, like there's a very specific alternative thing where you can say yes. a band is altern- alternative, but not 90s. Uh, and I think you would know what I'm talking about. 
Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. I don't know if yeah. anyone else does. Maybe <laughs> maybe we've even had this conversation before. I don't know, but <laughs> I get what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, it's going to sound a lot more like our 1994 playlist than it is, um, you know, sounds like Pavement or something like that, or mm-hmm. um, death, uh, 90s Death Cab and shit like that. Like, Yeah. Uh, it's... It's definitely not as uh, sad, sacky. It's, it's definitely more punk influenced. I think that's the big thing about '90s yeah. alternative that's different yeah. from indie. Yeah, and that—that's uh, one of the things I enjoy about this is like the the kind of punk derivation of that uh, power pop kind of sound, especially with his vocals. Yeah, it's good, and and they're a, a they're a small band. This is an EP, so only uh, five songs and uh it feels like they're just getting started although they've been going since 2014 i have this from their record label arts and crafts um they also did uh broken social scene and overcoats so they have a little bit of uh cachet Mm -hmm. in the industry so they have a little bit of buzz canadian band of course if you know broken social scene and overcoats but yeah, I'll, I'll read this because I didn't really find any reviews. Uh, Hailing from a small inland island in the Pacific Northwest, dead soft. Uh, I, I didn't mention how I I like dead soft as a penis reference. Right. <laughs> I, uh, I forgot about that. I feel like it's it's kind of like um, uh, it's a good like whiskey dick reference. You know, yeah. it's like. Uh, instead of saying whiskey dick, I'm, I'm sorry, honey, my, it's dead soft. Yeah. It's like, it's like, but, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm dead soft here, eh? <laughs> Maybe it's Canadian. I, I don't know. I don't know. Had, <laughs> had, had too many beers, eh? We gotta, uh, dead soft. We gotta bring our, uh, classic radio career guest. <laughs> little Jeff, maybe little Jeff. elaborate on this. <laughs> we Jeff, deaf, dead soft is a is a uh, is a Canadian thing, but no, it makes sense. It's like when your dick passes out before you do, right? It's just like non-functional. Like you're still going, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> I'm still conscious, but somehow my dick passed out. I, I feel like I, my, my dick blacks out often. I, I have to <laughs> tell him the next day what he did. <laughs> right. He hangs his head in shame. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dude. I totally blacked out. I cannot believe that happened. <laughs> it's just right, like shriveled and timid. Yeah. <laughs> Off like to one days. side. Like, uh. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to masturbate with you for the next week to punish you. (laughs) He's like, yeah, I know that's not true. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) Idle threats. (laughs) But in this case, Dead Soft is a four-piece band pairing playful, melody-driven rock and roll with high-energy pop Power, power pop anthems, or as the band describes it, Dead Soft is grunge punk for the people. The forthcoming EP, which is already here, New Emotion, features five catchy, earnest, fuzzed out rock songs that act as an empowering reminder that you are in control of your life, even when it feels like it's out of control. Hmm. Deadsoft was founded in 2011 by partners Nathaniel Epp, uh, vocalist, songwriter, and Keely Rokan, 
bassist vocalist as a fun living room rock project. Yeah, join the club. That's kind of how it all starts. Always. Living room rock? Is that is that a different genre than garage rock? Or bedroom rock? <laughs> or, yeah, or bedroom rock. Or chamber <laughs> pop. I feel like a chamber is a room. Yeah. <laughs> well, the problem is if you live in like a 1970s ranch and you don't have a basement... Uh, and maybe mm. like the garage is full of shit. You gotta, you gotta do it in the living room, living room rock project. That makes sense. We're the first, we're the first living room rock band. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> uh, leave it to Canada. I'm <laughs> in their living rooms. <laughs> Moving the rock project to Vancouver, Dead Soft became a three piece. And after a string of singles, released their self titled debut in 2014 on Kingfisher Blues and Jeff, the Brotherhood's Infinity Cat recordings. A little long there. The band spent the next four years on the road, including supporting tours with Bully, we know them, and know the Bully. Dirty Nil. A sophomore follow-up would have come sooner, but the record process in life became mired in difficulties. Wah, wah, wah. It's too bad. It's too bad. <laughs> but they're here now, and we like it. I do like it. I, I, I don't know. I... Like maybe it's out there, but I kind of like miss that, uh, like kind of fuzzy, grungy, but also very mm -hmm. poppy and catchy sound that I feel like was just the '90s was just chock full of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like it, if anything is 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 power pop, it's gonna have like a hip hop feel to it or an emo feel to it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it it it's not this. 90s alternative power pop thing that you uh, totally hear, and if and if it is some sort of thing like that, it's going to be a little more bubblegum, like yeah, uh, Paramore or, mm -hmm. or even uh, Charlie Bliss is is not yeah. as fuzzed out as a little more bubblegum. Yeah, so this is purest, purest alternative rock. Alternative <laughs> rock station. <laughs> I was just going to say that's not you sound like a fucking radio man, <laughs> right? From, from 1995. <laughs> Here's Dead Soft with Killing Me. I was gonna try. I was try, gonna try and make some other reference there to like cool people in the '90s, but I don't, I don't remember what that was like. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was. I was. I was much too young. <laughs> Which one of uh, where would where would this this be? Maybe like Dawson's Creek, as heard on Dawson's Creek. It's killing me. Probably not. Is, is that, I know. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't seem right. <laughs> yeah, right. What were alternative people into? Uh, like, other than the music, obviously. Like, what were people that were super into alternative music? Like, what, what other shit were they into in the 90s? Can you recall? Um. Well, uh... What's his face? Reservoir Dogs, those kind of movies. Train Spotting. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, shit like that. Um, that makes sense. The World Cup coming to America. <laughs> is, that, is that true? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I mean, so it's kind it, of a so like uh, soccer has always been cool for cool people. 
Yeah, yeah, for the alternative okay. crowd. Yeah. Uh, 94, I believe, was when uh, the World Cup came mm-hmm. uh, to America, and like literally no one paid attention to it right. other than uh, people who wanted to be different for different sake, the alternative mm-hmm. group. People that were like really into like smashing pumpkins and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I mentioned it earlier, just now, like, Killing Me, that's the first <laughs> <laughs> song on this. Uh, I mentioned it just now. I get that, right? That's not the way that's, to say that. Well, it's I like, mentioned it, it earlier. That's like the micro version of saying the other day when it was something that happened several years before. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like I mentioned a while ago, I mean just now. <laughs> yeah. By a while ago, I mean like 30 seconds ago. <laughs> Uh, but Killing Me, that's the first song on the record. And it, I mean, it's definitely the single. I mean, most EPs start with the single, and yeah. this one is, is no different. Yeah, and it is nice. It like immediately establishes that like pop punk kind of early Weezer sound. Yeah, absolutely. It kind of starts in the middle. I love songs that start yeah, I know. in the I middle. Yeah, like the singing starts immediately, mm-hmm. and and the the vocals at the very beginning not very Weezerish, but it kind of gets to that place in the chorus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it starts already angry, uh, like mm-hmm. we walked in on a fight. You know, you're yeah. dead to me, he says, and then and then with resignation, you know, just kill me in your dreams, if that'll make you feel better. You know, it's just. It's kind of like this. This relationship is over. So like, fuck it. By the by, the chorus, he's like, fuck it. Yeah, and it, it, in like a very dramatic way that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can imagine the furniture smashing and yeah. just be like, you know, fuck you for making me feel that. I I like uh, it's a positive thing. It's a personal sprain. Uh, we have the Arab sprain. We have the Irish sprain. Uh, sprain time for Hitler. Uh, have you ever had a personal sprain, Jer? <laughs> um, I'm not sure. <laughs> I think a good Irish sprain. <laughs> oh, I well, I have some Irish spring soap in my bathroom. I can see that. It's the cheapest of soaps. It's, it's well, yeah, it is Irish. It's a <laughs> <laughs> Kind of a track on our racist theme for this pod, for this one episode. Yeah, yeah, we should definitely keep that rolling. (laughs) It's made of potato starch. (laughs) (laughs) But have you ever felt like this after after a relationship? Like I'm gonna be a fucking new man. Like this is a like this is. You know, like the summer yeah. of George, like I'm going to yes. be a new person. My fiance died from licking the stamps mm-hmm. on our wedding invitations. And now I have a second chance at life. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, who hasn't? <laughs> yeah, it's a great song. It's a great it's it's kind of one of those windows down early spring kind of like I'm back, baby. Yeah, you know, that was actually a thought I had about this, a weather related thought is (laughs) weather related. (laughs) 
<laughs> Point of criticism. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, wouldn't this... I feel like this would have felt... This EP would have felt more right, uh, like, when it was getting warmer outside. Not, or, or even just yeah. straight up summer would be fine, too. But, like, in the cold... This doesn't really fit for me with cold weather, unlike the last album we just reviewed. Yeah, and it, did it come out a little while ago, or did it just come out Yeah, recently? I think... Maybe a month or so ago. Yeah, I mean, that's still fall or so. But I agree with you on your first inclination in spring. It's like a pre-summer album, you know? It's mm-hmm. like not quite like throwaway summer cliche fun yeah. song or album. But it, it it's like getting to that point where like, yeah, I'm excited about listening to like more upbeat and yeah and and like fun shit we're like you know with jeff tweedy last week with warm like that is i mean you want to be warm yeah exactly. in the winter it's right there like, in the title it's right there in the title yeah um and this is right there in the title too it's a personal spring and so yeah i i agree with you a little march a little march feels to this a little march maybe april action i mean it's okay yeah. it's just you know <laughs> What is it? April showers bring May flowers. This is the April showers. Mm-hmm. But I, this this past spring here, it rained way more in May than it did in April. So I don't know about that whole saying. <laughs> I'm skeptical. F- fuck weather sayings. Yeah, <laughs> I'm out. They're on not it. accurate enough for me. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I need accurate uh, cliches and. Uh, What's the word? I don't know. Yeah, well, it's the second one. <laughs> yeah, this doesn't matter. <laughs> so prove that's the one that I really felt like w- had some Weezer feels to it, but in yes. like minor chords. Mm-hmm. Um, Weezer is always so like major chords yeah. kind of feels to it, but uh, this has a, like a minor feel to it. It's less fuzzy, or maybe like there's extra guitar interest in the fuzz. I, I, yeah, I think I that's what decide. it is. Yeah. It's like that, like the uh, the like the sun gaze that our greatest invented genre. Oh, oh, that is yeah. like sun gaze guitars. Again, more appropriate for warmer weather, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like the first time you see the sun after. I mean, that was yeah. what happened in Indiana and Ohio. Like, you just did not see the sun. Yeah. You were stuck in Folsom Prism for like between like <laughs> January and March. Mm-hmm. Kind of a feel to it. So, I, I, I agree. It. Um, the drums are really relentless on this album, which yeah. has that feeling of hope to me always like the, yeah. the drums kind of like building and building and it has this vintage sixties thing that was happening in the nineties. So it's like the Beatles via nineties alternative music. And they've got these like harmonies in here too that are like very like sunny sounding mm-hmm. kind of uh, yeah. It, even though it's like lyrically a dark song, it's like I don't know. There's something bright and hopeful and cheerful about it. Yeah, it sounds like early you know Rubber Soul kind of Beatles. You know, mm-hmm. 
uh, in that bright and cheery uh, sense. And I, I feel like that is, we don't always remember like the 90s were a quotation of something else. Right. Uh, and now that we've gotten to, now that we're quoting the 90s, we think the 90s are something special, but the 90s were, were, were quoting like that 60s kind of, uh, rock feel to it. I mean, it was, uh, and then also like the punk from the seventies. So it was like a kind yeah. of like a, 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 a mishmash of those two. Yeah. Uh, this, the, uh, this, genres. uh, old guy that I know is like sort of kind of my friend, but he's like <laughs> 50 years old. A <laughs> masturbating Santa. He's a, <laughs> well, we can't reveal his identity. <laughs> He could be a masturbating Santa. He has a, like a big white beard. Um, <laughs> uh, but he's we got to like, start that in Times Square. There, there's like the underwear the cowboy. Santa. And, yeah, we just the, uh, the masturbating Santa needs to become a staple of Times Square. That would make Times Square more interesting. Absolutely, it would kind of harken back to the old Times Square too. I feel exactly, like. it'd be a callback. Yeah, uh, yeah, you could be like. like Taking the kids to Times Square. We heard there's a Santa cranking it. <laughs> uh, sorry, comes, I didn't comes mean in it. a bucket. <laughs> comes comes in a bucket. <laughs> I feel like that's that has potential to be a nice long running joke for us. <laughs> I do too. I like I'm it. excited. <laughs> that's my Indian name. Comes in a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, I, I I think it, I think it is is more authentic if it just comes in bucket. You would take the yeah. A out there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. What were you saying? I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, we were talking about proof and. Uh, no, nothing. No, no, I got nothing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, let's move on then. Our our last song because we we only picked three because there's five songs on this album. Um, uh, although I say the one that we skip between proof and down, almost done. I think is the name of it. I don't think that's the name of it. Let's, almost something. No, it's called I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm afraid. Jesus. <laughs> I can hear the song, but I can't name the uh, <laughs> title. Uh, I'm afraid that is the one that feels really Pablo Honey to me. Mm, yeah, I could totally see that. I do like I, that one a lot. Yeah, there's there's something about the back half of Pablo Honey and I'm Afraid that resonates with me. But uh, you're probably like the biggest Pablo Honey fan I know. Not probably, <laughs> you definitely are. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what, what was your favorite track? I know we're talking about a different album now, but I'm just curious. On, and this is obviously a very tangential episode. But what, <laughs> what was your favorite track on there? I, I'm going to need to look at the. That's fine. I remember really liking. Uh, I have I have a couple in mind. Uh, one is anyone can play the guitar. Oh, yeah, that was good. That one is very good. Pablo Honey. Let's see what we got here. I think this one's on it. Uh, Prove Yourself and Lurgy are mm. 
and it might be prove yourself that that reminds me of I'm afraid, but um, yeah, yeah, I could totally see that. That's a really good song. Yeah, stop whispering is like the high and dry of Pablo Honey to me. Uh, anyone can play the guitar is a very like good song. It, it's the it, it may be like other than creep, of course, it may yeah. be kind of like the more poppy hit to uh, the album. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Prove Yourself and Lurgy are just such good B-side songs. They're such good. good. Lurgy is maybe one of my favorite. Yeah, that is great. All right. Well, that, that was a good tangent. <laughs> Do you appreciate that tangent? I'm trying to... I, I'm, we're, we're working with three songs off of an EP here, and I totally yeah. forgot what I was saying about the last one, so I'm trying to, like, pad the content here, you yeah. see. No, that's good padding. I mean, I ride for Pablo Honey. I know. I don't think that it gets enough, um, because you just think about Creep, and you're like, well, yeah. that's what it, the album is. But Creep is an outlier to Pablo Honey. That's true. That's a good point. I mean, that's you could take... take. I think if you take creep off of Pablo Honey, people think differently about it. Yeah. So the last one down uh, that we're going to talk talk about. I, I mean, once I got to down, I, I was feeling like they're the kind of band that you don't want a lot of variety from. Theme and variation, like stick to the formula mm-hmm. for a few albums till it's perfected. And, and I would love another few EPs or another album just of all this, all this kind of music, you know? Uh-huh. And I feel like that's where their value is for me is that all of these songs play right through. Like I can just yeah. keep playing this song. I can p- keep playing this album over and over again. And uh, like all the songs uh, fit together. Yeah. And now here's something I was pondering as well because we've talked about uh albums before that have been too like bloated and it was like oh you had like Mm -hmm. four six or whatever like perfect songs on here why didn't you just make an ep yeah now i'm curious if the case here is if this was a full length i feel like maybe i would have gotten bored by it at some point yeah, I mean, if they can't come up with, um, well, yeah, I get, yeah, yeah, I, I see what you're saying because if it was just more of the same, then it might get bored over ten songs. Mm-hmm. But five, it's still fresh, it's still new, it still feels like really original. Yeah, very compact, very consumable. Um, but I've, I, of course, I can't possibly know this, but I feel like if there were like ten songs on here that like sounded like these, I'd be like, okay, that's not really necessary. I don't know. Yeah. I wonder what the feeling is between having a 10 song album and then two, five song EPs Mm -hmm. is that if you had the first five, you got to kind of mull them over and, and exist with them a little bit. And then a year later, the second five came out. Actually, I think for this band, I would appreciate that more. Yeah. Whereas if, if they all came out at the same time, there would be some I would miss. Yeah, totally. Totally. Or I just kind of like yada yada. Right. Yeah. And I, I was just like thinking, cause I, I do really like this EP, but I'm like, this seems like something maybe that it's good that it's only five songs. Yeah, 
Absolutely. I, I mean, it's great, very useful playlist music because they, mm-hmm. they all kind of, all five of the songs serve the same purpose. So they're interchangeable in a playlist setting. You know, So you need like that 90s alt kind of feel. Yeah. Any one of these, you can slot right in. I feel like... But anyway, getting back specifically to the song uh, mm-hmm. "Down," I feel like the uh, the idea of uh, grunge is probably mm-hmm. most apparent in this. Like, mm. I think especially in his voice, mm-hmm. I feel like it has like little hints of like uh, Kurt Cobain quality to his singing voice in this song. Yeah, I felt like that throughout the record, but I, I definitely hear it on this one. I I feel like um, I, I referenced the Toadies earlier, and we mentioned yeah. that on the 1994 playlist that like the Toadies record is very typical of uh, the late 90s alternative scene where they had like one really poppy kind of thing that was a radio play and then yeah. a, a lot of grungy shit. And I feel like Down is one of those that wouldn't have gotten a lot of radio play in the 90s, but it's mm-hmm. like one of those back album classics. Yeah, and like people that were like really into them would like mm-hmm. uh, talk down to people that had only heard the songs on the radio. Or like, well, you got to yes. hear the back half of this album too. Yeah, like, you got to hear Down. I mean, if you don't, yeah. you're not a... You're not a dead soft fan unless you like down kind of yeah, thing. Totally. Yeah, totally. And I like the, it almost like an almost anthemic kind of finish to it too, kind mm-hmm. of builds that. That's fun. Yeah. It's a it's a good song. It's a it's a it's a good record. I, I'm I'm excited to see what they do. I mean yeah. it's it's hard to know because this kind of band isn't gonna get a lot of like financial support. So no. it's it's hard to know if they're gonna make it or not. I mean yeah. that's the tough reality of it that's the that, that's show business for you <laughs> <laughs> well he says uh Ro- roshan says um uh in the arts and crafts bio i feel like a lot of people in our generation are feeling this anxiety uh and having to adjust their expectation and feel like they may have to go with plan b or c uh he's talking about like pursuing art and yeah uh it you know having to pivot at some point in time if, if this shit ain't working out and mm-hmm. what 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 plan are you on because i was thinking about that too as like b or c i was like dude i think i'm on like plan like e or f oh yeah i, I was thinking i was more around like r <laughs> <laughs> i'm not that old so that's that's <laughs> trouble <laughs> yeah <laughs> You were like L when you moved to New York and you yeah. had to pivot several times. I've had several pivots. I've got through several letters. <laughs> At one point, I feel like you went back to M. Yeah, yeah. I went backwards in the alphabet at one point. That was nice. That felt good. Yeah. Schlep some chocolate here again. Don't worry about that. <laughs> But onward and upward, onward and upward. It's the uh, uh, the 
the summer of Jer. <laughs> it's taking a hit, but <laughs> we're still moving forward. Yeah, full full <laughs> steam ahead to uh, Plan S. <laughs> That's next, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, sure. I have to do the. Whole, I'm I'm one of those people that has to. I don't, have, like I don't have to do the whole song, but I have like certain anchor points in the song that I can <laughs> yeah. start from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. LMNOP. That's Q, a great starting point. Yeah. Uh, QRS, TUV. Yeah, yeah. Q, yeah. Q is an anchor point for sure. Yeah. L, Q. Those are good anchor points because everyone knows the LMNO. LMNO. Yeah, because it sounds like one, like a word. It, right? It's a word. LMNO. Yeah, everyone That'd be thinks a good band that. name. It'd be you oh, could spell it kind it of would. like you could spell it kind of like Eminem. Uh-huh. Elemento. And yeah. they were a Sesame Street tribute band. <laughs> Today's concert is brought to you by the letter S. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I think we've exhausted all of the tropes and and all of the 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 gags for this episode. Lenny, are, are we uh, have we exhausted uh, all of the casual racism? Oh, that's are true. We, anything yeah. else for us? No. <laughs> I don't, I don't think so. No, I can't. I can't think of any other casual racist comments that I'd like to make about dead soft. Okay. <laughs> All right, then we're done. Yeah, I mean, when you run out of racist comments to make, you just got to end the pod. That's just, that's just where we're exactly. at. Exactly, you were just running on steam at that point. Gotta <laughs> take this horse out and shoot it. <laughs> I think that does it for us this time. Check out Dead Soft and tell us what you think by leaving us a review in iTunes. Follow the link in the show notes to all the reviews and music used in this episode to our website, theradiocurepod.com. Till next time, I've been Nathan Sia. With me was Jeremy Cohen. Thanks for listening to The Radio Cure. Bye. Okay. You can do something with that. I can do something with that. <laughs> <laughs>